Amen. This can I encourage you just lift up those hands unto the Lord. You can't worship him enough. He donated the free oxygen unto you. While others are paying at UNTH and some are paying within this arena for oxygen just to breathe. But you are standing in his presence this morning as a privilege. Can I encourage you to help me appreciate him? Appreciate the God that seated between the cherubims. His name is Alpha and Omega. When he offers it, he also omegas it. Can I let you know, he's God all by himself. He assumed jurisdiction on his own. No man voted him into power. Help me appreciate him. Don't close your mouth this morning before him. Say something to him. Help me love him. Somebody help me tell him, I love you. God, how I love you. How you have been faithful unto me. Lord, we exalt your name in this house. We uplift the name of Jesus. You are highly exalted. Obstacle crusher is your name. The greatest physician is your name. When you heal, you heal completely. There is no God like unto you, our God. Who is like unto you, the God of Israel. Who is like unto you, the one that rises in the heavens. By the name Jah. Can we now join the protocols in the throne room to worship his majesty? The Bible said they lay low before him. Even before peace. Everyone, including the angels, everyone bow before this God that is seated upon the mercy seat. Whose mercies has no expiry date. God we say thank you We give you the glory We give you the praise We declare That there is none like unto you mm, Thank you for the rain Thank you for the lottery Answering our prayers Confirming your will, Jehovah. Thank you for that. Somebody help me worship him. Say thank you to him. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the rain, Jehovah. Thank you for the Give you all the glory, give you all the praise. Sweet Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this arena as never before. And we ask that you glorify Jesus. Every bit of this service I decrease that you might increase. Thank you for doing that which no one else will ever do. We honor you. Be thou exalted and be magnified in Jesus Christ's precious name.
we give thanks. Amen. And be seated for a while. Because I will still ask you to stand. Stand here to the glory of God. To give him thanks for the privilege to be in our midst. I want to give him praise for the privilege to be in the land of the living. I don't know about you. But for some time now, I've come to discover that the gap between life and death is very short. It's very tiny. And so every opportunity you have, you must give him thanks. Before I proceed, let me appreciate the chaplaincy, the chapel council for the privilege they've given me to be here this weekend. This exposition started since Friday. We were here yesterday and we are here today to conclude. And I pray that the Lord will continue to increase them with wisdom and grace to pilot the affairs of this great house in the name of Jesus. I also want to appreciate our chaplain. I told the young people yesterday that have known our chaplain for like 26 years now. And um, he has been somebody who was very close to my husband before we got married. So when I got married, I got to know him. And whenever I see him, I remember the COVID experience we had in 2020. Sometime during the COVID, both of us were stuck in the U.S. with our families here. That I spent like five months when I was meant to spend like one month. And right where in the other state where he was, we were just talking and praying and saying, God, please make it possible for us to join our families. Because it was as if the COVID was not going to end. But God heard the prayers. And um, in one of the evacuation flights, I left first. And then maybe the third evacuation flight, he came back home. And I want to say that God is faithful, and to him alone be all the glory. I ask for capacious grace upon your life and upon your ministry, sir, in order to take this house to the desired place of glory in the name of Jesus. I did say that I'm happy to be alive and happy to be in this arena and to be enjoying the grace of God, the free oxygen of the Most High. When I remembered what happened to me on the 23rd of May this year, just like two, three months ago, I was driving back home at about 8.16 in the evening, coming from New Heaven towards Tinker's Corner where I live. As I entered the streets, no vehicle was following me. By the time I was getting to my gate and blaring the horn, I noticed a car was coming, but I, I just thought because people were passing, that the car was also passing. If you know where Venerable Professor Sami K lives, the street that enters, that was where I saw that one coming, because we live close. So as I was blaring the horn, my girl wasted like two, three minutes. Not, not up to three minutes. And she then opened the gate. When she opened the gate, I was like, please don't keep me more than 
two, three minutes outside this gate next time. And I drove in. The car I saw that was coming now drove in with me. And the gate was still open because she thought we were coming together. And then she closed the gate. If you've been to my compound before, you notice that you need to get to the wall and then you do a reverse and face the house. So they blocked me as I and couldn't allow me to do a reverse. And I was still thinking they were pleasant gathering people, I pastor, the young people, because they come to the house anytime, anytime, as young people. So I was still thinking, ah, maybe it's um, Mike, maybe it's this person. I looked from the rear mirror, I saw one of the guys wearing jeans. I didn't know when I was looking that they were arm robbers and they were giving my girl instruction. Please move towards your madam. And once we get to your madam, disappear. We don't want to see you near her. And so she was leading them. And she got to where I was, the driver's side. I was still listening to the Christian music playing in my car. To ask her, please, promise, who are they? Even before I could finish asking, she moved. And then, the younger one, because when I was looking at, when I was watching the drama, I saw some people holding ass. This one was holding gun. He was holding a pistol. And then he put the pistol on my face. His colleague was behind him, two of them. And my husband was upstairs, my daughter was upstairs. They didn't know what was happening. So the one that was holding the gun pointed the gun at me. And he, he said, is somebody still in the house? Amen. Amen. He pointed the gun at me and then said, Don't shout. That was what I heard. Amen, church. Oh my God. Are we still here? I have to share this testimony because I believe that somebody's destiny is going to take a 360 degree turnaround in this service. Under God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Your amen is on the floor. Pointed the gun and the gun was on my face. I didn't know where the God came from, but I know it was divine. I didn't know where the boldness came from, just like we saw Obina during the drama. They know where it came from. And then I pointed back. I said, the blood of Jesus Christ. He that calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. The colleague tapped him and said, come, let's go. It didn't end here. My husband, who 20 minutes before my arrival, said he was being restless. And he was asked to pray. He didn't know what to pray. He now knelt down and started praying in tongues. My daughter was in her room and said, I was overhearing daddy's tongues in my room. If you know my husband, you know that he's not somebody that prays loud. He has been here severally. Professor I.S. Obonaya. So he said, that my daughter said, I was overhearing daddy's voice in my room. Praying. So he was still on his knees and he said he heard, He that calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And he rushed 
came out from the sitting room where he was praying. My daughter said, I, Mommy, I heard your tongues. It was like where you were giving angels command. She also, she ran out. And two of them looked downstairs, look at these guys. And I was still in my car. And they were walking back. So they were surprised. My husband like said, Who are you guys and what are you guys doing in my compound? The one holding the gun looked at the colleague. And then they look, he looked up and then turned the gun towards my husband. I then turned again and I said, I said, He that calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. The boy now tapped him again. He said, I said, come let us go. Two of them went and entered the car. Immediately he raised the gun, my daughter and my husband, they went back. I jumped down from my car and then came to them. They put on the ignition to drive out. They forgot that they asked the girl to lock the gates. So I was looking at them, they were looking at me. And then when I noticed they were like restless and then like people who were having remorse and just looked at me. I then turned and I said, I started calling my girl. I said, promise, come and open the gate for them. My girl has traveled to Medigri and was also boarding another bus to Sokoto. I said, I said, come and open the gate for them. We couldn't find her. Maybe she has entered another Kenu going to Cameroon through Bakasi. So two of them were looking at me. Then the one on the passenger side got down and went and opened the gates. Same way they came, they put reverse. Same way they were reversing. And as they were going, I was cursing them. I was pointing at them. I said, I curse you. In the name of Jesus, I curse you. How do you think you can take a life you did not give? And they left. And my husband and came down and I started, I pushed the gates, pushed the first one. He came down and said, where is your girl? I said, can I call? I, I, he now helped me to push the other one. I then got to my altar and rattled. When I'm in rattling and rattled. I told the young people two days ago, speaking in tongues, is now becoming a compulsory antidote against their enemies. It's becoming compulsory. I told them, some of you, you were not there, but I'm repeating myself. It's an error for every young person not to speak in tongues. If you're an adult, it's also an error. Because the Bible recorded in, Psalm, in, in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the 120 that was in that room, if there were 120 here, oh, no exemption, every one of them spoke in tongues. So if it is not divine, if it is not heavily approved, God will not allow every one of them, no minus one. And then I got back to my altar, I rattled. And when I finished rattling, I then raised a song, which I will want you to join me and sing to the glory of God. He spared me. I was, I faced, I was faced between life and death. I don't know whether you would have imagined. I did not rehearse what I'm going to say any day I will meet armed robbers. Never. I have never met them all my life. I've only been hearing testimonies. Reverend Dr. Mokpai, uh, Bishop Oyedepo, this one and this one. This is how they saw them and declared. I have only been hearing. I never imagined. And then I raised a song. If possible, I want you to rise. 
and join me and sing this song because we are going somewhere this morning. Let the bush I will call upon the Lord. I will call upon the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? Shall I be saved from my enemies? The Lord will never be the Lord. Let the rock of my salvation be a I called the police because I have their numbers. I called the DPO New Heaven. That one follows the daily devotional I do every morning, known as the Spirit Praise Daily Devotional. I said, Dozy, see what happened. Say, Mommy, where do you live? I said, I live around Tinker's Corner. He said, Did you remember the time I said 8:16? Say, how many? I said there were two. He said, Do you live close to Northwest? I said, My house is not far from Northwest. Say, mommy, we are sorry. Do you know that they collected that car they used because he asked the kind of car? I said, I wasn't looking at the kind of car. But my daughter, who says she saw the car, said it was a Corolla. Said it's not up to 15, 20 minutes. They collected that Corolla at a gunpoint at Northwest. And the, the police radioed them and radio thing cast corner, radioed everywhere. And these guys entered that street because they were not following me when I entered the street. And so in trying to escape, they saw the gate opened and they entered. Are we still here? So that was just they were taking chances. And it wasn't up to, like two weeks after, we are hearing that people were driving into their house in GRA and they kidnapped them. Some paid uh, 10 million, some paid this and that. And that was God. Spare me. We are going to sing that song for the second time. I'm not here, maybe for everybody. I'm going to make a call. You are here, and you are not too sure of your work with God. Now, listen, every man and every woman, you know how you are working with God. Mr. B may not know. Even your parents may not know. You saw the drama. You know how far you are going with God. You know the struggles. I will make a call. This might be different from just the normal service. You are not too sure that even if you leave this service, I wasn't expecting them. Don't forget that. If you leave this service, if anything happens, you may not be able to make heaven. You also heard the prophetic. You may not be able because of the way you are living. Close your eyes everywhere. Lift up those and let's sing that song for the last time. Go ahead with that song. I will call upon the
If you are raising that hand for Jesus, let me see it very well. You are saying, Jesus, today I surrender to your sovereignty. I want to be sure that at every point I'm ready. Jesus, I surrender to you. I want to be sure. I don't want to mistake the reality of seeking and following you just like that. Now as those hands are raised, come. Thank you, Lord. The righteous calleth upon him and he answered and delivered. There must be a relationship. Lord, I want my name to be in the book of life. God, I want my name to be written. I don't want to make the mistake that I'm in church. To be in church is not to be in Christ. It's not to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, not if any man be in church. You can be in church for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. That doesn't make you a child of God. Zubragadosha. Close your eyes and tell God I'm very sorry. Please pardon me. Say it as you mean it. Place a right hand on your chest. Say, Jesus, here I come. I've decided to follow you from today. No going back. Ask him to pardon you. Tell him you are sorry. He said, if you say you are sorry, he will forgive you. He will pardon you. He will give you a new life. It's as simple as that. Somebody once asked me, Mommy, so it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You are not paying anything for it. It is free. Salvation is free. And then he will mount you with what it takes to overcome the struggles, the youthful struggles, the general challenges around you. And he will be there for you all the way. One of the things he will do is that he will give his angels charge over you. Everything about his word is yea and amen. Just give your life and he takes care of you. Say, God, I'm sorry. No going back. From today, no going back. Say it as you mean it. No going back. Oh my God. Oh my God. We give you the glory. The Bible says there is joy in heaven over one. And God, they come. In their numbers. Now say after me. My Father in heaven. I come to you today. I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus. Please forgive me. Pardon me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. And give me all it takes to walk with you for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. No going back. Say it as a minute. No going back. I told them yesterday, I'm 39 in the Lord this month. 39 years of walking with Jesus. This August 28. I said you will mark today. Today is 28th of August. No going back. Somebody say it as a minute. No going back. Thank you my father. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. And God together with all the saints in the house. We decree and declare that these decisions these ones have taken shall forever remain permanent in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for endorsing this decision. Lord, thank you. They will follow you even unto the very end. Their destinies shall never be truncated. To you alone be all the glory and all the praise. For in Jesus Christ's precious name we prayed.
This meeting started on Friday with the team seeking and following the Lord fervently and expectantly. We looked at the memory verse or the core verse for that team. And we looked at Jeremiah 29 verse 13. In looking at Jeremiah 29 verse 13, we did say that the Bible says that we should seek the Lord with all our hearts. When we seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. And you shall seek me and find me when you do that with all your hearts. And we started looking at what it means to seek the Lord with all our hearts. And with this say seeking the Lord with all our hearts means that everything within you, everything in you and everything within you must go after God. Everything must go after God in seeking the Lord with all your heart. And we further stated that seeking the Lord with all your heart also means there must be a relationship. Without a relationship, you cannot seek the Lord with all your heart. Not just a relationship, but a new relationship. And we gave two instances. We looked at the life of a young man called Joseph, or you call him Joe. And um, we looked at Genesis 39. And we read verses 9 through 11, which we are not going to repeat. But we discovered that the young man, at the age of 17, was sold into slavery. And then... Even before he was sold into slavery, there was already a genuine relationship between him and God. Because the Bible recorded that he, had, he was already having revelations. So that means there was a relationship in existence. And then, he now entered Mr. Potiphar's house. The Bible recorded that he found grace when he entered. So that the master committed everything into his hands. Security. The food they ate. Wardrobe. Everything was under his care. Except one thing. And you knew the one thing. Except one person. And that was who? Mrs. Potiphar. But Mrs. Potiphar now came with her sexual manipulations. Joseph did not succumb. To the sexual manipulations of Mrs. Potiphar. Why? Because there was already a genuine relationship. He was already seeking, following before he arrived Egypt. We also looked at a young man called Daniel and his friends. And we discovered that Daniel, as a young man, he and his friends, they were brought as captives from Jerusalem into Babylon. And right there in Babylon, there were pressures. There were pressures. Pressures with the king's meat, which supposed to be one of the most delicacies in the palace. But Daniel refused to eat the delicacy 
that was being given to him. He said, and the king's wine. And we read Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. And the Bible recorded and Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not define himself with the king's meat. Nor with the wine which he drank. So, and we now started tracing the life of Daniel. And we discovered that Daniel encountered God in Jerusalem. And not in Babylon. And we did say that Babylon is not a place where you encounter God. Because Babylon was known to be a place of rebellion. An iniquitous city is a place where pride people dwell. So they don't have any business with knowing God. If you want to know God in Babylon, it must be by fire, by force. Example, King Nebuchadnezzar, who was so full of himself, until God decided to humble him by sending him into the wilderness to just eat. He was eating grass like cattle. And God decided to shift one of the veins in the brain. And he developed a psychiatric case. Until he realized that there is a God in Israel. And then he decided to bow to that God. That was when the repentance came. By force. And I did ask them. How many of you want to travel after now? If they were 50. I, I can't calculate their number. If they were 50 that Friday. Almost 48 of them said they would love to travel out and to study. Maybe you want to study. You know, once you cross the Atlantic, they travel Gabagoo. Does that make sense? Whether to South Africa, whether to the other side. Once you cross the Atlantic. Are we still here? And so they said they would like to travel to UK, US, Australia, Canada. Mention them. Eh? They want to travel. I said, now, we need to follow what Daniel did. They got to know God in Jerusalem. So that when you travel, you will still carry the same God to those nations and represent God in those nations. We agreed on, that, on those terms. Are we still in the house? And then in conclusion, we now, I'm saying this because I'm going to be very brief today's conclusion. Eh? We are summarizing today. And then in conclusion, we now have to say that you need to be completely sold out for God in seeking and following Him fervently. Everything, you just need to donate yourself. You don't just need to donate yourself. And I told them that I gave my life to Christ on a Tuesday, 28th of August, 1984, between the hours of 5 o'clock to 5.30 p.m., under the ministration of Reverend Dr. Mopai, when he was preparing for greater birth of Christ in those days. And that I have not forgotten. And now, it's along the line, as, 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 as I have been following, I have gotten to a point where I am now addicted to Jesus. And I don't owe the devil any apology for being addicted to Jesus. Neither do I owe any apology to anybody, including anyone who cares to know. I have been mocked, several things have been said, but I don't owe anybody any apology. My addiction, I told them, is to raise more addicted persons to follow Jesus and to make Jesus more popular in my time. I have, been, I have donated my life to him long ago. Donating, donating. And I, I, I'm, I'm not prepared to collect it back again. Till I see him in glory. And my desire is that this weekend we raise addicts 
who will continue in that addiction to the very end. Are we still here? I told them, you know, we do this evangelism at night, you know, looking for prostitutes here and there, evangelizing them. I met some of my colleagues. They would say, Council, I saw you around the Tiba. That night, they will just say, Council, they know my name, but Council, so to. <laughs> Senior Council is looking at me somehow. Ajinta, <laughs> God bless you. So, 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 Council, we saw you, we saw you. I said, just to remind you that you are cancer. He said, this thing you are doing is risky. My dear, I have donated myself for the risk long ago. For he that loves his life. Zuna I want you to complete it. We do what? We lose it. And he or she that loses it. We do what? Gain it. It's as simple as that. That's the scriptures. Amen. So we concluded. By looking at Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. Are we still there? Philippians chapter 3, 7 to 8. And we looked at a man known as Apostle Paul. The greatest of the apostles that ever lived. Eh? He had no comparison, even up to date. No comparison. Mba. No comparison. Even till Jesus will come, I don't think we'll have comparison with that man. And now he said, and we looked at the message Bible of it. He said, my qualifications, my certificates, my credentials, I threw them into the trash. Everything into the trash. In fact, the good news says, everything I threw away. The good news Bible says, everything I threw away. Just for the cause to know him and to gain Christ. What else? So that you must come to a point where you will throw away pride, throw away money, fame, wardrobe, fashion, everything thrown away just to do what? To gain Christ. That is what it means in seeking and following fervently. Yesterday we came back. When we came back yesterday, we had a relationship seminar. If you are not there, I will not be able to summarize that one to you. It was better experience because the questions were heaped, but we attended to all and we closed. And then we came back in the evening and then we were looking at the God guests needed. The God guests needed when we came back in the evening because we did say if you want to travel maybe to Canada, for the first time. The first thing you must look for is not visa. What is the first thing you will look for? International passport. It's a prerequisite. That's the first thing. Before you look for any other thing. And then when they say, for you to seek and to follow, there are prerequisites. Things you must do in order to ensure that you follow and you do not look back and you do not go back. We mentioned three, three things. We mentioned the word. Amen. Uh, we did say the word of God is an information, whether electronically, whether by hard copy. And to be informed is to be transformed. And to be uninformed is to be deformed. And so you need the word. It's a compulsory, it's a compulsory God gets you need in order to follow and to follow well. We also looked at so winning. As part of it. So winning tends to make you to be unchecked. To ensure you are unchecked. Because you don't go tell somebody don't steal. And you are an accredited arm robber. Amen. And so with this say it must become a lifestyle. We gave him sense. 
with a man like Billy Graham. Billy Graham happens to be one of, in fact, the greatest evangelists I have ever met, I have ever heard about in this dispensation. Billy Graham, before his exit, before collecting his final boarding pass, and the final departure announcement was made at 99 years old. He won 3.2 million, over 3.2 million souls around the globe. And I just I said to them, if Billy Graham at 99 won 3.2 million, you are still young. You have a whole lot of future before you. You can start. If you enter keke, if you enter boss, if you go to school, if you go to market, and then you are just winning souls, just telling them about Jesus. In fact, if you do that five souls every week, five souls every week, five souls every week, and times it uh, into four weeks in a month, that is 20, and times it 20 into 12 months. Before you know it, you will be the next Billy Graham we have around. Amen. And any day your feet touches the shores of heaven, there will be a standing ovation. There will be a big party. Because everyone will know that you have arrived. Amen. Because the Bible says that those that win souls, they will stand as stars. And their stars will be great. And so we encourage them to go do them. And refuse to be distracted. Let's populate the kingdom of our Father. And then... We talked about prayer. That prayer is an indispensable factor in your seeking and in your following. In fact, it's a lifeline. You, when you watch all these uh, game people on, on TV, they will say, Nang, is there a lifeline? Are we still here? So, prayer is your lifeline. It's an energy. And we did conclude you need discipline in order to pray. You also need the Holy Spirit in order to pray. Without the Holy Spirit, you may not even be able to know what you're supposed to pray. But he helped our infirmities. Romans 8 verse 26. And we ended at that and then we did make a call for those who will surrender their life. And people surrender. We did make another call for people who want to be filled and be baptized with the Holy Ghost. You need to be here last night and see how the fire was really fire rising everywhere. Every, everyone. And I'm happy we have some of the ministers who were here last night. And so when the Holy Spirit released us, we left. But let me make this announcement at this point to this house. When the prayers was going on yesterday, during the time they were baptized, and um, we were trying to stop the moderators came around. I said to the moderator, we will not stop this meeting the way it's going. Let's, even myself, I wanted to stop, but we could not. Some of them, they are here. If you were here last night, just do your hand like this. And by the time I got home, and the Lord also told me again this morning, revival has arrived in this house. And God decided to use the young people to spark up the revival. And anything God decides to use the young people to do, that thing will last. Are we still here? Because what they are now supposed to do, they will just be passing it as a button. And the fire will continue to spread. 
and that's one of the prayers I made here before I left. I said, God, let this fire spread beyond the four walls of this sanctuary. Let this fire spread. And I want to assure this as again, revival has started. So don't look around the way you used to look around before because from now you'll be seeing some certain changes. I once had a women conference in one of the diocese. I think you uh, put diocese also. I remembered what happened in that diocese. And when I left, the bishop's wife called me. He said, Sister Joy, see what is happening in our diocese now. Since you left, this um, these women, one will just come to the church to pray. Nobody invited her to pray. She will just come there and start praying. Another one will now arrive. And before you know it, the church will be filled up with nobody organizing prayer meeting. And revival started. And started breaking forth. I want to let us know that revival has come into this house. So watch. Watch. From the pulpits to the pews. Watch. Maka revival erutego. Naha Jesus. Now in summarizing, I want to let us know that we are in the last days. And God's desire is that as you follow, you will not look back. Are we still here? A man called Demas started so well and started following. Second Timothy 4 verse 10. But along the line, Bible recorded that because Demas loved the affairs of this world, loved the things of this world, he went back. He abandoned Apostle Paul and went back. I pray for someone in the house. You have started so well, but don't be like Demas. Especially in these last days, when so much is happening, you heard the prophecy, you saw what happened in the drama, so I'm here to summarize. So much is going on. Some of them are saying we are tired of church. Even the people who are in church are tired of church. Uh, I will say here, so many are tired of church because of what is going on. Some come to church just to fulfill the number of people who attend to church. Some come to gossip. Some come to look for styles of clothes. Some come for other ulterior motives that you, you did not come for. So we need to be watchful. We are in the days when everything that people are doing is money. <laughs> to come and sing in the choir, how much will you pay me? In one of the days of the daily devotional, I tell you, I do, uh, the broadcast I do every morning. Now YouTube. Every morning, for over three years now. I did say, we should be aware of how much Christianity, how much Christianity, how much will you pay me to come and sing for you? How much will you pay me to play the, play the keyboard for you? I'm a bassist. How much will you pay me to do the bass? Are we still here? And can you pay like three million? Three million is somebody's basic salary for like people like me for like three, four years. Are we still here? Huh? Ah, okay. Three, four years. <laughs> oh my God. Three, four years. 
There are people that don't even earn up to one million in a year. That's actually what I'm saying. Okay? So can you pay me such an amount? We do respect to everyone who is an, a psalmist in the house or everyone who is online who will hear me. I keep saying this is the truth. Freely we have received, freely we will give. Yes, you will quote for me that the gift of a man make it rich, make it a way for the man. We know. But how do we win them with your son if we cannot afford three million? He said, I'm even supposed to collect 3.7. But we are considering, you are considering your organization, we are considering your ministry, we are considering your church. So we have to remove 3 million. How much will you pay me to come and preach for you? That is the kind of situation we are in now. And I tell people, I've moved around the nations under grace. I've ministered in over 20 churches in the US and in the UK in the recent times. Some of them, they will fly me from here to US. They will keep me in the hotel for the duration of the time. I told them yesterday, when they kept me there and said, what we want you to talk about is discipleship. And we started talking about discipleship. The first night, I was being fast. And when we got to the hotel, the lady that came to drop me at the hotel, I'm talking about 100% African-American church, no Africa. So we got to her and said, Joy, where were you rushing when you are talking to us? I said, because you guys are Americans. And I need to be fast so I can say everything I want to say before I go. I go back to Nigeria. I said, please, our people are hungry. When you come back tomorrow, don't rush. Anybody that wants to go can go. American church. And in moving around, I don't collect money to preach. I've been in rural areas. Even as a youth minister, what you do, you just donate your life to the young people. You are completely sold out to eat. If you have not known what it means to be sold out, what it means to forget about your comfort, your pleasure, your leisure, you learn it by pastoring young people. And this is my 17th year. Never. Tishilo shows up. I won't ask anybody to pay me to come and preach. Pay me to come and do what? Eh? Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. For what? What are you talking about? Woe is punishment if I don't do it. Are we still here? I have invited a minister some six, seven years ago. And I asked the Lord to forgive me. Something I had to go to God and say, God, I'm very sorry. Even for the invitation. Two weeks before the program, the flyers were already flying all over the place. The PAs, they called me. And they said, uh, Papa, Abi, Reverend said he is not going to come again. And he is asking whether he can send the wife. I said, we did not invite the wife. Any day we want the wife, we will invite the wife. So if he's not coming, no problem. We'll find an alternative. I called the second speaker, because we are three of us. I called the second speaker. I said, you are going to take his slot. I take your own slot. So let's see how we fill the gap. And he accepted. Four days to the program, they called me again from wherever they were. the man was meant to come from. And then they said, uh, it's just for us to know uh, what, how you are preparing for the program. Uh, uh, I said, but he said he's, said he's no longer coming. 
He said yes. But he said he can then go on Monday when he finished and then be able to meet up with the program this and that. Uh -huh. So now we want to know. I didn't tell them I had already made an alternative arrangement. We now want to know how much are you prepared to give him? I said I will fly him from where he's coming from. We keep him in the hotel and then we'll give him. He said yes, we know you will fly him. He will not use leg to come. We know you will fly him then. So they insisted I should tell them how much I wanted to give him. They said, ah, we are asking you this because anywhere he goes to, the, the last place he went to, they mentioned the place, he was given 1.5 million. And so we wanted to know how much you will be able to offer. So I now, when they now insisted, I said, okay, I'm going to give him 100,000. He said, no, 100,000 is okay, but you need to come up. Come up a bit. Come up a bit. And I was still listening to them. Then now, he said, we will call you back. We will call again. The, the shutdown. A day to the program. The program was meant to start on a Saturday. By Friday, they called me again. They said this for us to know how much. I said, how much? I'm still saying, telling you, I'm even one night, in fact, I'm preparing for the program. He said, eh, if you can do it like 300, you just come up to 300. I blasted. I got annoyed in my spirit, man. And I said, what do you people mean? I told you, I pastor, as prostitutes, youths, do you want me to collect the 300 from them? Where do you want me to get the 300 from? And that was the end of the discussion. I switched off my phone. And the program went ahead. Souls won. Life changed. And life still being changed. And I made a promise to God. I will not make this kind of mistake again. Recently he started chatting me up. I'm coming to you this and that. I said welcome. He said can you be in the program? I said welcome. Because I'm so busy now. Even I will not also ask him to come. Are we, do you know what I'm talking about? And I will not be able to attend the program. Because I'm, uh, the programs that are before me are too many. In this month alone, I, I've only been in my church once. Next Sunday, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be ministering somewhere. Just like that, even in two weeks' time. What are we talking about? We must come to a point where we begin to look at the things God has called us for as a people and as a group. So it's a perishing and you are in church seated five years in the Lord. And I say, I say, five years in the Lord. No growth. I'm a little bush. And you are full of activities. You saw activities here. They were talking about activities. Activities without commitment goes to no activities. Activities without adequate followership goes to no activity. When the chips are down, is what you have done for the Lord. With the opportunities and privileges given to you on this side of eternity. If you spend 90 years to collect a burden pass, you will give account of the 90 years. With, together with all the hours, the minutes, the seconds that goes with the 90 years. So church, it's time to rise. The whole earth, like somebody said in Isaiah 60, he said the whole earth is filled with darkness. And even the church... There is a greater darkness covering the church. And something must be done. We are talking about their destiny. Something must be done. All hands must be on deck. To rescue the present situation the church is facing. Sexual immorality is now becoming a norm. 
Somebody can finish fornicating. So, you will carry microphone. And I said to them in one of the conferences I was ministering two weeks ago, I said, sometimes I enter my room, uh, my closet, I said, God, give us a small, even seven days of the days of Apostle Sapphira and Apostle Ananias. Those, there were two apostles, Apostle Ananias and Apostle Sapphira. Give us seven days or four days or some hours of these apostles. They lived in the era of the apostolic, full of dishonesty. They decided to learn for so much. We even added our 100k to it from GTB Bank. Somebody help me say, And the guys now, they say, just, just wait a minute, somebody will come to attend to you. And they didn't live to tell their stories. If such happens in the church, tell me who will not repent. Some of you that are looking, and looking at, uh, at like Luke generation, you will rise and do something about your destiny. Amen. 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 As I begin to conclude, like I said, the whole place is full of darkness. Recently, not too long ago, a young man came and met me. Say, Mommy, I want you to help me. I want you to help me. Help, I brought up financial help. I've been battling with this. And I made up my mind. I will come to let you know. I was invited to minister somewhere. He mentioned the name of the place. I'm not going to mention the name of the place. As a singer. Said you, I was seated with the pastor at the altar. And the choir, they were singing. And the pastor touched me and said, Look at those choir members. Tell me any one of them you like most. From the altar. So that he laughed. That's why some things you should not laugh. Eh? You should rebook. Young people, it's not everything you will laugh. There are time to rebook. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there is time for everything. So he laughed. That he didn't know the pastor was serious until he got to his hotel room. So when he was now in the hotel room, the pastor man brought, <laughs> brought one of the choir members, one of the ones, maybe for Asekola. Are we still here? Brought her to the hotel room. Say, Mommy, do you know I succumbed to this offer? And he wasn't having peace. I said, so it's not just to pray for you. Do you know what? In this kind of cases, I have been handling all sorts of cases, including pastors. You come and be sleeping with your member. And then you say, they say, your spirit told you to go and see Mommy Joy. That Mommy Joy will help you. So I will just carry you. I will just tell you, this is a place I keep such cases. So I told the guy, you see, there is a place I will keep you. For three days, you will not come out to see the sky. You and God will be there. We will bring bag of, bags of pure water. And I'm Alacha pure water. And he accepted. So that you can discipline the flesh. He started. On the last day, after the third day, he came. He came out because I needed to pray for him and anoint him on the third day. He was looking if, if it's for indomi or rice, anything. He said, Mommy, you see. I have never done this kind of a thing before. I've never first, in fact, the second day I, I was thinking I was already dead. 
And so you will not die because you got your destiny to fulfill. But you see, you will never, never go back to that again. But church, that is the present state of the church. So much is going on. Is it not time for everyone to arise from the place of complacency and let us begin to seek and follow fervently, fervently, without looking back? So many that look back, including lots, turned into a global uh, monument so that people can be visiting, visiting. The, the pillar of salt she turned into. Five benefits as we pray of seeking and finding. And when you seek him, you will find him. When you search for him, you will also find him. Number one, when you follow. Number one, every other thing shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing, every other thing includes success as a student. Every other thing includes prosperity. Every other thing includes divine health, deliverance from danger, protection, healings, everything you can ever think of. Including your children. police station. Every other thing. You saw them during the drama. Every other thing shall be added unto you when you seek him. Number two. I told you I'm going to be very, very brief as we pray. When you seek him, you will find him. For everybody that seeketh him, findeth him. Jeremiah 29, 13. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall do what? Find. Knock. And it shall be open for you. It didn't stop there. Say, for everyone <laughs> that seeketh, everyone, every breathing thing that seeketh, findeth. And media help me get to Numbers 32, verses 11 to 12. I want us to read Numbers 32, 11 to 12. Surely, none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old don't forget 20 years old means they were young people and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac and unto Jacob because they have not done what wholly followed me verse 12 save Caleb the son of Jephthah the Kenazites and Joshua the son of Nun. For they have done what? Church? They have wholly followed me. If you wholly follow, you will enter into your inheritance. God made a vow from 20 years upward. You are going nowhere. If you are being destroyed, you will be destroyed here. Why? Because even when you heard about following and about seeking, you blatantly refuse to follow wholly and to seek him wholly. But I pray for someone in the house. May that never be your portion and mine in the name of Jesus Christ. We will follow wholly and we get into our inheritances in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, when you seek him, 
you shall live. Amos chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. Amos chapter 4, sorry, Amos chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. It said, you shall seek me and live. Seek me and live. But thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, unto the chapel of his resurrection. Seek ye me and you shall do what? Church, can I hear you? I said, Church, can I hear you? Seek me and you shall do what? Leave. So there is life in seeking him. There is longevity in seeking him. I told them yesterday that a man like Paul died at a very old age. The Bible recorded, Paul the aged. Despite all his challenges. In fact, at some point, he said several times, three times, I have complained to God about this challenge. And God said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so, Paul carried the grace and carried the challenge. See, he was very old. Bible recorded, Paul the aged. So everything you want is in God. Grace is in God, including the excess grace. Are we still here? Strength is in Him. The psalmist says, For the Lord is my strength. Amen. Oh God, help us. And then, number what now? Number four. Number four. Nothing good will God withhold from everyone that seeketh Him. Nothing good. Psalm 84, verse 11b. Nothing good. So that is to say, even when you are sleeping and something good is passing, God will get that something good for you, even though you are sleeping. You are not aware of it. Some call it favor. Are we still here? He will see something good and he will call you, even though you, are, you don't have any knowledge about it. Because he says, when you seek me, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. The Lord is a, is a shield. The, is a son. And should the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold. Uh, another version says, from them that seek him. From them that seek him. This one says uprightly. So it's still the same. Nothing good. Amen. Amen. He will be there for you. He got your back. What he's just asking you, why not make a step? Just take a step of faith. Follow me. I got what it takes to take you all through life. Of course, you know you are futureless without him. Amen? But when you have him, you have a future. Amen? And then finally, number five. Amen? Join me and sing this song. He has promised he will never fail. I will follow God has promised He will never fail His faithfulness is forevermore His faithfulness is forevermore 2 Chronicles 26 verse 5 Please open that portion that's the last place we read this morning and we pull the curtain. Seeking the Lord will make you prosper. He sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him 
in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. He's talking about King Uzziah. As long as King Uzziah sought the Lord, another version says he prospered. God caused him to prosper. Now, you look at that 26, go to like 11, I mean, uh, go to like 21. I'm trying to get where the Bible recorded that when he was, he became E. Huh? Bible recorded that when he was seeking the Lord. Okay, maybe when you get home, you can read. The, uh, you want to read it? <laughs> Amen? Okay, step by 16. That's when you get home, you read all through. As long as King Uzziah sought the Lord, he became a king at the age of 11. And he ruled Israel for 42 years. He started so well. He feared the Lord. In his time, there was revival everywhere. Because people were now seeking the Lord as never before. And look at the verse 21. And Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death. And dwelt in several houses, being a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord. House of the Lord, He was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. What happened? King Uzziah became proud. He became full of himself. Now, hear this church. God hates the proud. He hates them with every reckless abandonment. If you can allow me to use that word. He hates them. And he's not happy with the proud. That was also what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. You remembered. The same thing happened to this man. In fact, God donated leprosy. To him. And this leprosy was all through his lifetime. When people like Neman, they were all being healed of the same leprosy. But because of proud, he was a leper all through his life. Can I encourage you in this season as we seek him to humble ourselves? The Bible says in First Chronicles 7 verse 14, If my people who are called by my name shall do what? Shall humble themselves and pray and seek me. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will answer their prayers. God hate the proud. James 4 verse 6. The Bible says, God. And one version we say, I think, or the message. He said, God is in opposition with the proud. But he giveth grace to the humble. Another one he said, God opposes the proud. He fights against the proud. He makes sure that he brings them down. And like I said, during one of the devotionals I, I, I do every morning, I shared with them, I said, you see, with the global audience, I said, you see, listen, listen very well. God can afford to share anything he has with men, including his only begotten son. They were not two, only one. John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, they were not two. He can afford to share his only. But God cannot afford to share his glory. I pray for us and I pray for Joyubunaya. That in our following, in our seeking him, we will seek him to the very end. We will never be like Demas. 
May we also never be like King Uzziah. It's not about how you started. It's about how you end. And my prayer for us as I decree and declare as the damsel of the most high God and under this spiritual and divine atmosphere that everyone who is in the house you will get to the finish line in the name of Jesus. You, your journey will never be truncated in the name of Jesus. You shall finish well in the name of Jesus. When they call will be made yonder when they will bring out the register and the revelation 21 will also say and another book will also be open that means there's going to be several registers that will be open and then the bible will say if any man's name was not found registered with an identity that you call upon the name of the lord and you depart from iniquity that one is very important if any man's name was not found written that is the end of it I pray for us that in this great season of revival, in this great season, when there is a call, God is making this call through the young people by giving us this thing, that we will seek, we will follow. We will follow, not just following, we will follow fervently. We will follow with all our hearts, everything in us. We donate ourselves as an end time, as end time revivalists in this end time because God is looking for men who God is looking for me because we are already running out of time. That's why nobody should play around. I encourage us to respond to this call. And may the Lord help us, every one of us, to get to the finish line. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Holy and blessed dream.